1: Crosby ties it up on the doorstep to make it 3-3 with the blues in the steel city. It's on the bench in the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad city, broken a hanging around a bunch, bad 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 bad, 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 bad We are live the Magic City Studios in the Barrella right across the river and through the woods more granny loves to get her hands on a little exodus fuel before she goes to bed in New York City. The Big Apple, ooh. People just in plastic bags, the in traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, shadoobay. Oh, my friend to come around, play some party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs out town. What a mess, this tons of tear my brain, splattered all over, man, and shadoobay, woo, woo. I think the might have caught something from Keith. Shadoobay, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's ganging I'm Pharrell with your boy, Carver. Hi. I see the uh, rules analyst on TNT is Don Koharski. Isn't he the guy that, uh, remember back in the day when the doubles coach told him to have another donut, fat ass?
2: Yeah, that was uh, Jim Schoenfeld. Get a donut, Koharski.
1: Go get a donut. I love that. Legend. I think that's hilarious. Did you see the ref last night doing the Jimmy, like after the fight in Detroit? He's like, they both get five for fighting.
2: Oh yeah, he did. He's a <laughs> West Macaulay. He uh he gets into it, man. He at least gives you a little something. He's excited.
1: He gives you a little. He gives you a little Jimmy.
2: The great West Macaulay.
1: There, um, I guess uh the Blues are uh, going with the coaches uh challenge here for uh, interference. They believe the goalie was interfered with, and we'll see if they're going to disallow the Crosby goal in Pittsburgh. Uh, that's a sin to take a goal away from Sidney Crosby in Pittsburgh. Watch. No. It's a goal. They're not going to do that to Sidney Crosby. You know that, Carver. Right. If that game was in St. Louis, it would be no goal. You know it. I agree. Carver High refusing to get involved in a conversation about the Penguins more than five seconds long due to his long standing lineage. I have, lineage to, I have to get, a, get the uh, game on.
2: I have to, to get the game, game on the other leader. TV that I have on. Leader. The the main TV in the office doesn't have uh, TNT. Right. So when I need to, because that's a TNT game tonight, so I have to put it on the uh, smaller screen that I have in here, which does have TNT. So I got to maneuver some things.
1: Carver High, of course, the in charge of the um, Islander fan club and the Isle podcast, and uh, all season ticket holder cocktail parties for the Islanders. Yeah. And he's the governor of Strong Island and the mayor of are Belmont they, Park.
2: Are they even still in the NHL? Like, I, they don't play anymore.
1: I don't even, I don't know. They don't, don't even play.
2: They don't play. They they haven't played since, I think, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, and they don't play again until next Thursday.
1: Well, that's insanity.
2: It's just stupidity. That's what it is. Because they were supposed to be on it their really Western is. Canadian road trip uh, this week, and because they can't have fans in Canada right now, uh, they're not sending any of the teams from the States up there.
1: So, so what is... Uh, like, well, we welcome all of our radio affiliates, uh, SiriusXM. What up? Channel 159, what up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Uncle Futrelli. Uh, mightier, Tenier-T, I wanna do, you wanna. I wanna. Sports Map Radio in H-Town. What up, H-Town? It's your boy. And then uh Sports Fight Line USA, D-Pack, holding it down in the city by the bay. In a way, way, San Fran City by the bay, in the way, in the way. Uh, Kyrie doing the post-game interview tonight after the Nets win by eight and cover the seven and a hook.
2: Wow, they, they won?
1: They won were down eight? 20. They came back wow. and won.
2: I saw they were getting racked early on and that Lance Stevenson was going off and then a uh, big comeback by them,
1: huh? Yeah. Uh, so Kyrie's doing an interview right now on yes and everyone within uh, 40 feet of him will be dead within five days. With the Omicron and the Delta combo uh, cocktail that he's kicking out with no vaccines. I mean, I don't go near anybody with no vaccines. I don't want nothing to do with you. If I find out someone that doesn't have a vaccine playing ball, I kick them out of the gym. I do. Like, you know, because a lot of people are sketchy. They're like, yo, are you vaccinated, bro? They're like, yeah. Uh, no. No. Okay, see you. Bye. I played tonight against this great team, that the ones that beat us in the championship, right? And they're always up there balling. Turns out they're leaving the league. They're moving to Manhattan. They're all a bunch of young dudes, 24. They're going to go down there and terrorize women and, and take over the city like we all did when we were young and I lived in Hell's Kitchen. Same thing, right? They're all moving down there. So we're, they were playing tonight. And uh, when we played in the finals, we got a 6'8", 275-pound guy, and he's our guy. And you throw him the pill and he gets 30 a game and they doubled him and tripled him and held him to 10, whatever. So they shut us down, they beat us. And then I never touched the ball in that game. I had one shot, it got blocked. And then I got the rebound and got fouled. Um, but that was all I did in that game. I never touched the ball. But tonight, like, it was just an open run and I played against him three games. And I beat him once and I lost to him twice. But uh, the games are to um, seven, and I had, in two of the games, I had 10 of the 14 points, and I was hitting from everywhere, deep. Corner pockets, outside, fast break threes, uh, at the rim, uh, pump fix, uh, sky hooks like Kareem. I had it all going, and they were cheering my name, all the young kids, because I'm an old geezer.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: Robert Hyde told me he likes uh, riding on the steel horse. What do you call it, the iron horse? The iron horse, yeah he likes riding on the iron horse um because he's able to drink beer and you know he has like an hour to like yeah, just really but... focus on having a cold tall large 40 at least like if they I... if they made it in a 60 he'd drink that too
2: like unfortunately logistically it's it's sometimes hard to to acquire them before I got to go back on the train so that's the it's like I gotta really get them before the show and leave them in the fridge and do – like there's there's a lot of legwork to making it happen.
1: So I used to do the show. Uh, you've you've heard these stories before. So if they're too repetitive for you, just stop me. But
2: well, I might have, to, but like, other people haven't heard them. So
1: well, true enough. But I don't want to bore you. But we used to let's let's just get real here for a second before I stopped drinking, um, which was a long time ago, I guess. But um. We used to, like, go to happy hour every single day in um, in New York City. And it wasn't really happy hour. It was kind of like, all right, I'll meet you at the bar. <laughs> and uh, my producers and I, you know, Mafia, Sweet Lou, Sizzle, Shep, we would all um, meet in different bars, you know, basically the same bars, like really cool bars in Hell's Kitchen where we were regulars and everyone knew us by name, and uh, they knew what we did for a living they knew we were on howard uh the stern channels and they just knew what was going to happen and what was going to happen was at around five thirty every day maybe six because of traffic we had two hours roughly to drink and i mean to tell you you have no idea i mean i can't even begin to to elaborate on how much beer and shots we drank I mean it was 5 nights a week. I mean we drank I drank at least 5 Guinness and 5 shots of tequila or Jameson before every show. And I swear to god I had bosses telling me, "Make sure you get drunk because you're way better when you're drunk." <laughs> they literally said, "Make sure you tie it on hard today because you're funny as hell when you're when you got a buzz." And the problem was, was we would drink so much uh, beer and shots that like mafia would have to carry me up the street and we'd go to the studio and do the show. And we were brilliant and it was funny. And we were, you know, I was a lot younger and, and I had a lot more energy and um, I was crazy. I was insane. And the problem was I could barely, because like at the Stern channels, we had, I like, think, a break at the top and the bottom of the hour. That was it. And um, I could barely make it to the bottom of the hour because I had like, you know, so much Guinness in me, I had to just go to the bathroom. And I literally thought, like, many times I was going to have to, like, pull the Gatorade jug out, like, right in the studio and do it. Because I was, like, ho- like literally I had chattering teeth because I drank so many beers. I mean, five would be a normal night. Ten would be more realistic. Sometimes we'd eat a hot dog or have, you know, hors d'oeuvres or something or a pizza uh, before just to absorb it a little. But for the most part, it was straight alcohol, beer, and... Um, and then you know like and there was all kinds of smoking going on and bad behavior like in between like let's go out in front of the bar and smoke a fatty it was all happening it was all just awful but it was fantastic right and then like we'd go to places and packed with women i had no interest in any of them none i'm you know i'm a 34c i got a family the whole deal i was not interested in chicks i mean i'll look at them whatever as i'm sitting there i was more absorbed in my drinking like I was a professional. So like I mean when I'm drinking a, a tall pint of Guinness, I got to, you know, I got a job to do. You know that, Carver. High. You got to work of it, course. Down. you got to you got to deal with it. So I would just crank them like no other. Now most people I know that drink Guinness, if they have two or three of them, they might get they might vomit or they might hurl. You know what I mean? Like they would literally they'd get sick. They can't handle the dark beer. Uh, they definitely get hammered, but I had an affinity for it cuz I'm Irish and I'm a professional. And uh, so I drank like, I mean, the shows were unbelievable. We got hammered every day. I mean, forget about that iron horse, having one on the way home. How, How about having 10 on the way to the studio? We would walk into the building. We couldn't even stand. I'd literally have Mafia and Sizzle holding me up propping me up against the counter to do the show. But we were allowed to play music for four hours, and there was nonstop you know, music, you know, ripping, shredding music. And there was you know, no rules, no censorship. No, you could cuss. You could call people bad names. You could uh, dance, shred, sing songs, play the whole song, never talk. You didn't even have, we would play album sides before we'd even start talking. It was the craziest show ever. I mean, I don't know if you ever heard it that often, Carver High, because, you know, with your schedule and everything, but it was way different than any show I ever did with you.
2: No, I I remember a a few of them uh, during those days before you came to CBS, doing them on Stern Channel. Listen to them once in a while.
1: It was really cool. And then I went to the Vatican Network, and it was just so boring. I, the only, you know, I got to be yeah. on a goal to make it five to three. And they're going to win their nines in a row. With a, <laughs> I went with the bet tonight with the Blues. Uh, they, I, I think the Blues are really tough. What they did to the Wild on, uh, you know, the winter classic, kicked their ass up in, in many. Uh, I think the Blues are the real deal. And they mean business. But the Penguins, uh, I cannot believe they're going to win nine games in a row. That's crazy. I mean, nine in a row. Carver High, in the NHL is no easy feat. And um, you know what was great about it was, even when we were on Stern, we had the rights to the NHL on Sirius and the NBA and everything else. So you else. could go into the College play-by-play, play, right? So we, could pop into the I could do the play-by-play of the games, and I could play clips of the games. I could play the goals back. I could do anything I wanted with the league. And same thing with the NFL. On Monday night and Thursday night football, every week, we would just play the game right on the air. That would be the show. we would be like, all right, let's go to Dallas. It's, it's third and goal from the five, blah, blah, blah. We play the game. And it was the greatest thing ever. If I did that at CBS, I would have been in a lawyer's office at nine in the morning. It, it, there were so many rules, and it was just awful. I hated all that. I thought the best part of the show was, um, you know, well, Mafia had been with me for so long, but to add you to the show, you were so funny. And I brought you in as this character and whatever. I just thought it was – it made the show, like, you know, enjoyable for me to do it because I was not having fun doing, you know – vatican radio rules radio uh knowing that my bosses were all over me and listening to every word i said every night just waiting to fire me they were just waiting for me to screw it up and to say something or to cuss or to to have a a a rant or a conniption they were just waiting for me to ruin it and fire me you know that's true and instead i did you know exceedingly well by adding carver high and then You know, he had, I think, been, in my view, sorely lacking uh, the chance to show his wares on radio at the fan. I mean, for years you're a producer uh, nonstop, for 10 years you're a producer, and you're working for Schmoozer and, and Francesa, and they wouldn't put you on the air to save your ass. And then I knew that the guy had talent. I knew... Uh, Sizzle had talent, Rasan Rogers, I knew all of them had talent. Lou, Mavia, Shep, everyone that ever worked for me. Uh, I knew they had some kind of talent that we could, you know, grow and flourish with. And yours was unique, and And I said, this guy's funny as hell, uh, and we're just going to put him on the air and see what happens, and, and we're going to make it work, and and we did. And that made it fun for me to do the show, because I thought it was, you know, so boring compared to what I was doing. What I was doing was the greatest right. radio I've ever done in my life, unequaled. I will never do radio that great again because of limitations, because of uh, it, it, the inability to do it the way I do it uh, with the music and the gambling and the cussing and the singing and the, you know, making fun of things, having the rights to all the sports they and being able all that to play out. live games. Took all that and, away. At, no more. They took all that away and it just ruined me. Like it was just like it was like going to federal prison. It really was. Thank God I met Carver High, other than his uh teams that I hate. I like the guy. I just won't admit it publicly. Are we on the air? Haro next, that'll be gripping. Here we go. Uh it's real on the All right, so uh, Rick Harrow is our sports business and legal insider as well as a uh, hot dog insider on SportsGrid. He's on the network. He's on SportsGrid TV, SportsGrid Radio. He's everywhere. He's on every show. Originally, he was just on Coast to Coast and Pharrell on a Bench, but he's expanded his horizons and he's... Just taking over. He's doing all kinds of new shows, and we'll get him to talk about all that, but I want him to go back in time uh, to hear uh, his opinion of it. I really do. At this point, I'm having uh, memory lane tonight. Uh, Rick, what do you remember most about... Because um, you had worked with me at Fox Sports, and then I I got hired by Howard. When Howard called me and said, uh, do, do you want to work with me on, uh, on Sirius? I was like, when? He's like, now I'm like, I'll see you Monday. And then I went to work for Howard Stern, and I luckily Andrew Ashwood let me out of my contract or whatever, which I had a real flimsy contract there. I was kind of like the sixth man at the time, but you and I did moneyball and we had worked together, we'd become right. friends, we started hanging out golfing, etc. But when I went to uh, Howard Stern and did Howard 101 for you know seven, eight years, what did you think when you like would come to New York? And you would come to my studio at uh, the Howard Tower and the uh, porous behavior that you saw from myself and my staff and the drunken shows that we did. And, the you know, making you take your clothes off and shave your body hair and uh, all the porn stars and, and escorts and hookers and. Uh, playmates and, and penthouse pets that were always in the studio. What did you think of me from the guy that you had known at Fox to what was happening uh, around you at the time? Were you scared to death of me?
5: No, I was never scared to death of you. I, I was like, you know, you, you were my, I viewed you as like my weird uncle who you'd like put in a corner and, and ignore. Uh, but I, i never really thought that be, And no, nobody, how can anybody be scared of you? You know, you were like a, you're like teddy bear. No, to taking the clothes off uh, a bit over the top uh, the best part about that building was it del Frisco at its base right so we would go to, right. to dinner there and do some stuff and you know the fun thing was all of the people seriously who were your friends and your guests who would come in and just hang out and uh, you know the the women stuff uh, you don't want me to say this but th- it's a fiction you know you're all you're all barking no bite
1: well, I will admit that um, I will admit that I never uh, did any of them, uh, for, you know, from a standpoint of sexually. You. But but I but I did have them do um, very bad things to my producers. Uh, Sand's Mafia. I had like sweat. I had um, I had all kinds oh, of I guys. Them. I had yeah. but I had um, I had the Mad Hatter. I had Lou. I had Sizzle. Rahsaan, I had, oh, I had Lou. Um, oh, yeah, all those guys. My I, I, God, had, yeah. um, I, I had Begin the Begin. I had, I had Think. And I had I must have had 15, you know, interns and producers. Well, so you remember them...
5: people that – yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, I, I was saying all of those people, every one of them, um, every one of them were, you know, let's just say, I mean, basically sexually assaulted by
5: penthouse pets and porn stars. Yeah well but the the thing the thing about those guys uh you know one of them became my guy for like 3 years uh I I hired him right took him uh, he he's now a uh, I guess he's a Deloitte uh got married I mean he's a, he's really he's a, we we've we, we rounded him into whatever he is today I mean god bless the guy right
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know if he'd look at it that way, but I think he had a great run with us. His brother ran Del Frisco's. Uh, now I know his brother, yeah. his brother Scott runs a, a gigantic winery now in the Napa Valley. Uh, so he left Del Frisco's and went out to uh, California. But most of my, oh, one of the that. things that I'm pleased about is that most of the guys uh, that worked with me over the years. All of them, and you included, have all remained uh, very good friends of mine. Even, like, I mean, I got about one or two guys out of 30 that want me dead uh, because I fired them. Uh, but you know, I I never fired anybody that didn't have it coming to him. Like you know, you remember the guy I fired? They carried him out of the studio. The guy snapped one night and just lost it. And you know what he lost it over was um, it was a Ranger Penguin playoff game, and the Penguins were winning. And I was just rubbing it in his face so bad. And then he and he snapped. And then he he snapped so bad. And then I gave him the opportunity. I gave him uh, I gave him money. I gave him weed. I gave him a, a, a drinks at Del Frisco's. I bought him scotch and everything. I said, listen, go downstairs, get drunk. Smoke a fatty, go home, go to bed, come back tomorrow. If you feel the same way, uh, then then you know you can quit, whatever you want to do. But he just wouldn't stop, so he just kept attacking, attacking, attacking. And then I fired him. So and then they and then they turned it into a big scene at at serious at the time because they thought I had you know uh, gone over my bounds, if you will, or uh, gone out of my reach. And, you know, I think in the moment it was it got so crazy and violent that I fired him and I said, listen, that guy, if you're going to keep him here, then I'm done. Like it's simple. It's either him or me. So he attacked me and, and everyone saw it. They all know what happened. And if you're going to let him work here because of one, one reason or another and that I was crazy or whatever else with him, uh, then I'm done. And then they eventually got rid of him. But I only had one incident well, let's like not, let's not, in, let the, in the let's, last 25 years. I've had one guy snap on me, one. And the rest of yeah, them are all it, friends.
5: And that's the point. Let's not let the listeners think that that one guy was the norm. You have a lot of really loyal friends who you started in the business, and they all look up to you. And I like uh, that you guy. Know, you, it's like, yeah,
1: well, even that guy. I like him. You know, I, liked, what, I, I traveled what, the world with him and went to prize fights, and I went everywhere to playoff games, everything, you name it, baseball, football. I went everywhere with that kid, and I took him home all the time at night, drove him home. I always thought we were good friends, and I never once thought that he had any kind of animosity toward me. And then, you know, sometimes you find out that, that somebody does not like you, and it is what it is. But my, my greatest pleasure and joy in my career has been – Um, that most of the people, no matter what, if they left the job or stayed or they were on forever, Mafia, whoever, Lou was with me forever, uh, that to this very day, I'm great friends with all of them. And I talk to them frequently. I know guys that I started with at Westwood One, Max Krasny. I still talk to him. Uh, We're still really good friends. And uh, that's the coolest thing. Guys like Darren Chan, Brett Abbott, that I started my career with in San Francisco at KMBR, that I'm friends with those guys to this day. Um, I think that, And I'm friends with you to this day. We've known each other 25 years. I think that's the lasting thing for me is that I'll go to my ending and grave knowing that uh, I, I think I made everybody around me better, and I, I made everybody around me friends for life. I mean, I can't stand Carver yeah. High and his stupid-ass Bills and, and Lightning, but I still like him.
5: Well, the Bills no, – but Carver High is the kind of guy like, you know, you, you go to a, the zoo and you pet, you know, and you just kind of feel sorry for the guy. And uh, I said earlier today that I think the Bills will be his claim to fame because he stuck with them this year. And, like, it, it's, a, it's a very, very, very fine line between, uh, you know, really being a very good friend or, or feeling sorry for a guy. And, and in this case, you've you got to feel sorry for – it's like the chia pet. The, you know, you just pet the guy and you put him up on the wall. You hope he just stays out of the way. Listen to this sorry. guy talking about petting you yeah. at the zoo like No, you're some I, kind hear, of
2: I hear him, and I, and I don't even know what's going on here. For, Like, I listen. understand that, but we'll see how sorry he feels for me when we're in Los Angeles and we're previewing Bills Packers. We'll
5: oh, how, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. we're going, yeah. we're and going, Morton's. We're we're gonna we're going to, we're gonna have a really good dinner. And what did I say earlier today? I think your Bills uh, have as good a shot as anybody, right? If Great. if uh, if uh, if Josh Allen plays like he did the last two weeks and not, you know, three, four, five weeks ago, who's going to beat them? I I don't think anybody's going to beat them. You know, it'll be a good, it'll be a good, this year is is incredible because anybody, anybody can win. Maybe the Packers are slightly better than everybody else, but for the first time in a long time, it's wide, 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 wide open.
1: So the last time we went to Morton's in LA, we told the story after you were on the air today uh, and you left the show. I told the story of uh, we went with my buddy. He's a, very successful, powerful, uh, attorney. And he brought his buddy, he brought like two buddies and two chicks with him like to dinner. Right. And so there was like, I think two chicks, two buddies and him, five of them and two of us. So there was Mafia and I, and five of them. And by the time it was over, the dinner was like, you know, $1,600 something like that. It, it was there at least go. two grand, right. something like that with the tip. And I was like, and I, and so the bill came and I was like, you know, because I'm pretty cool, as you know, Carver High and and uh, Mr. Yeah. Harrow. I'm not. I'm not cheap. I'm willing to throw down wherever. Let's. You want to go out and eat a, a right. fat meal? I'm ready. Let's go. Throw it down. And I do it. Right. And so I go to dinner with these people, and there's seven of them. And I, at the end of the day, the bill was like too large. And I paid like half of it. And I'm going, I all I had was mafia with me. And I'm like, why am I paying for the other five people? It was the first <laughs> time I ever felt that way. And I ended up paying like <laughs> family, a dime man. for, But I took two people to dinner. It should have been 300 bucks, And I paid a dime. And I went to the game uh, or I went to the event or whatever it was, the Laker game or whatever the hell we went to, the fight. It was the night of the fight. It was a fury fight and we went to the fight and I went to the fight and the whole night I sat at the fight thinking I just spent a thousand dollars on people I don't even know I just that, that, yeah. that irritates me well, you know what it, I mean like I don't mind hey, buying a dinner it, I mind buying some guy no, I don't know will do it with you his bad girlfriend dinner
5: it, yeah well hey it it, it 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 apparently has a la- lasting memory with you because you're still thinking about it like you know months Listen, after. That. so no, you know yeah, why? Yeah, let me tell a- you why. Because the other night I went to a place in Pittsburgh
1: at a Steeler game for dinner, and I took my buddy and his son to dinner. And um, when the bill came, when my you know when my American Express bill came, uh, 34C was convinced that I took escorts to dinner. She said, "How in God's name is the bill that big?" For your dinner, you had to have taken escorts to dinner. I said, I took my buddy and his son. She's like, no, you didn't. I said, call the restaurant. I know the GM.
3: Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com.
4: Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell be that strong person who makes the difference if your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment visit caron.org slash lost Reese's peanut butter
0: cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing Uh, (laughs) that's definitely not a problem Uh, Reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil I mean,
1: he knows me, he gave me the table because I'm Pharrell, and ask him if I was there with hookers, because I think the story would be way better if I went to dinner with two sexy escorts than with my buddy and his son. We're back with Rick Haro in a minute. Alright, Pharrell and events, Rick Haro's with us. Uh, time for the uh, Top 5 Tech and the Top 5 Good Sports. On the bench. All right. The Athletic looking to sell this year. Uh, they're going to sell the company. What do you think they'll get for that?
5: Well, they're going to get a lot of money. And, and I don't know what they're even going to suggest, but it's going to be including all the assets, all the goodwill. Uh, they're looking at suitors from Axios to companies like DraftKings, uh, New York Times, uh, a lot of other companies. You know, they've done a really amazing job at getting the point of view of players and top people uh, when people didn't think so. You know, the uh, uh, New York Times had 7.6 million digital subscriptions. The Athletic has had a lot, uh, not close, but in the same kind of ballpark. But that's the New York Times. So I, I do think there's going to be a very significant sale. Very.
1: But how is it possible when it's never made money, never made a profit ever?
5: Yeah. Well, listen, you sell a lot of stuff. It doesn't make a profit, but it's a branding play. And this is one of those things where a company like The New York Times, I'm just thinking, can buy it and turn it into an ancillary property for them that will make a lot of money for them, even if it didn't make a lot of money on its own.
1: Well, it makes it's, it's weird because, you know, I have a company uh, with PharrellOnAbench.com and I have over the years done ex- exceedingly well with it. And then I've done uh, poorly with it, depending on the year and the circumstances. And, you know, I'm on Sports good now and, and I'm giving away all the picks on TV and on radio all the time. So it's harder to uh, make money. It's harder to uh, turn a profit. But, uh, God, I, I, that just stunned me that I read that they've been in existence six years and never made any money. I mean that's crazy. If I yeah. could make money, I wouldn't do it. I make money. I make money even when I don't make money. Uh, Status Pros final uh, s- uh, seed round that uh, closed last month. How much money did they make?
5: Uh, well, they they raised uh, a, right. a, a, a significant amount with uh, Osaka and Drake. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I know where you're going with this. They're they're not making a whole lot of lot of money uh, yet either, but. Uh, VR is one of those things where people are buying it because they think it's a platform for future success. They've also got, did you know Aubrey Graham? Do you know that name? I didn't realize that was Drake, Uh, but it's Drake. So uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, Drake, a few other people are big investors. And and by the way, you are absolutely right. They're not making a lot of money either, but they're the key into the VR world.
1: Yeah, I think VR is really cool. Um, I've never really gotten into it or whatever, but I, I don't disagree that it's really cool. Um, you know, I I've been known to rant against uh the Osaka, not in a mean way, not in a vicious way, but in a concerned way of like what am I supposed to do? Save her life and now they want me to save Antonio Brown's life and all these people and and yeah. Kyrie Irving takes you know vacations once a month for 2 weeks and disappears. Like I can't save all these people. And and I don't think anybody else can either. So I get I, I frankly get sick and tired of hearing about all these people with their uh, problems. You know, if we all sat around doing uh, full exposes of our problems on TV every day and in the media every day, nobody would ever get anything done because we all have problems. Everybody has issues. You have, yeah, an I do. But they cry and they say, I Everybody. can't play and I can't. Meanwhile, they're making uh, $500 million. I mean, that's that bothers me. It really does. Tell me about Stat Hero, the fantasy sports app.
5: Yeah, uh, led by B, uh, BFG uh, Bet, the uh, sports and, uh, and betting hybrid has uh, grown uh, and become a, a namestay. Uh, the company is leading uh, a $4 million funding round, a uh, capped off a remarkable year uh, for them. They're uh, also launched parlays, allowing players to choose uh, from three to uh, h lineups with a handful of players and will be involved in their payout. So it's a different kind of gaming. And, you know, even smaller companies are raising money. Four million is not the end of the world, but it is significant, especially to these guys.
1: Yeah, that's crazy, too. Um, tell me about uh, FanUp. Uh, I don't know anything about that one either. I know SportsGrid's enormous and that uh, it's been blowing up, making money, uh, growth uh, exponentially larger than these other companies. Uh, it's crazy what SportsGrid has done in the sports betting uh, genre. And then, you know, gaming, VR, all that other stuff is is fantasy, still very hot.
5: Very hot. And, you know, we can tout and, and uh, b- blow our horn about SportsGrid. We should be proud. Uh, to work with a company that's done so much in so short a time and basically become the unquestioned industry leader for stuff. There are companies out there that are not pretenders, but they're small. Uh, The investors of FanUp include a company like Accomplice, the parent company of DraftKings and Skills, a crypto group, Alumni Ventures, the Carpenter family, who are the previous owners of the Phillies, and so they're raising some significant dollars with uh, uh, an app in all 50 states to, again, a, a betting app. Uh, they have 100,000 users, uh, surpassing $5 million bucks. 2022 looks good for them, and they're raising a lot of money.
1: How about this uh, BetDEX that plans to undercut uh, FanDuel and DraftKings and uh, says that they'll charge a fee of less than 1% on on net winnings. What is this company doing?
5: Well, again, you know, they're trying to be cheaper. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to work. But uh, Nigel Eccles, who sure serves as BETDEX uh, uh, non-executive sh- chair, is a FanDuel co-founder, so he knows the points of vulnerability for... Them. They have a $21 million seed round, and so their edge is to charge less per bet. We've gotten to that point where everybody's betting, and now they're looking for the cheapest fee for bets. Uh, and again, you know, the bottom line of all of this is that as you see this going forward, we're going to have more and more of these companies raising more and more rounds of dollars to get in the game.
1: All right, let's talk about um, the good sports. Uh, Big Ben, uh, what a night for him Monday. And h- how do you think the Steelers will handle uh, the future next year? Do you think they'll do whatever they can to get Pickett from Pitt? Uh, right now they're about the 17th pick. Do you think they could pull it off, or are they going to have to trade for a quarterback that's already in existence?
5: Well, I think they can trade up a little bit and get him. I'm not sure uh, he is a top four or five pick. But I think he's destined for Pittsburgh and vice versa for a lot of reasons, not just the fact he's you Pitt. Then there's the standard, you know, Wilson, and then, you know, who else is available. But that was memorable last night. It was just uh, two nights ago. So it's just uh, uh, incredible. And, the you know, the stage that he had, how the defense played for him, uh, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs, but mathematically they still can. But what a, what a magical night in Pittsburgh, Monday night.
1: How about the Canucks uh, equipment manager and the story that this guy Hamilton uh, thanks this Kraken fan who found a mole on his neck and told him that might be cancer. And it was, how about that story?
5: That's a great story, by the way, because you know, this, th- this, this fan was just, uh, I guess he was watching and he was very, very uh, per- perceptive and uh, he banged on the glass window Uh, and count his attention and showed him the message he had typed on her phone, a a medical student. This person was able to recognize something. And check it out. Here it is. You know, I know personally, my dad, you know, you got to catch melanoma. It is a devious, devilish disease. Anybody can catch uh, a, a person, just sunscreen and all. This was a very happy ending to what could have been a disaster.
1: What about Pharrell and Noma? Anyway, uh, Jake Paul's going to lose that battle with uh, Dana White, I'll tell you that much, because Dana White's never going to let that guy fight in the UFC. Uh, what was the story with the Russian and Czech junior hockey team? They were thrown off a flight uh, en route to Frankfurt for their uh, game because I guess they were partying so hard and smoking cigarettes and whatever else on the flight, and it got out of control. That just sounds like a party.
5: And let's remember, it's junior hockey, so it's, it's kind of too bad. You know, sent home because of COVID. Uh, got a wild time. Uh, let's see what happens with their federations when they do get home. I, I would hate to be uh, a fly on the wall to see that. Uh, it's been a turbulent year. You shut the event down. The story here is what happened after the event was shut down. But the story also is shutting down these events. You know, Grammy, uh, Grammy's gone. Uh, junior hockey tournament gone. We're even talking about some things that are, might even happen with the Super Bowl, as you've seen. In L.A., it'll play. It's a month away. But uh, people are now reaching out for alternatives, including AT&T Stadium in Arlington. So uh, here we go with uh, Omicron. Do
1: you think we'll end up in L.A. or not? And if we do, I have to take you privately to dinner, just the two of us, because I owe you a Christmas present after you sent me an entire cachet of Pharrell coffee mugs. Uh, The Pharrell family coffee mugs, a huge hit here at the Pharrell Palatial.
5: I hope so. I think I it was a huge hit for for people that you know I care about, which is cool. And the answer is, I'll go to dinner with you anywhere in the country. You know that. But I don't think that the game is going to be moved. I am not Dr. Fauci, but I think they're just being uh, abundantly cautious. Let's remember the game is five weeks away, and the world will change again for the better five weeks from now. You look at the South Africa trend. Uh, it's not gone, but this virus is milder and it seems to be receding just at the right time. So I think we're going to be okay. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's always such positive news every day when you turn on the TV, like today when half of Philadelphia burned and all those children died in those fires. It's just one good night nice <laughs> yeah, after the next. I, uh, and then weather. I know. Never just, and by the like way, tomorrow? It's, it's catastrophic snow, catastrophic rain, catastrophic fire, and, and wind storms and dust and cyclones and hurricanes. Nothing is normal anymore, Rick.
5: No, I know. And let's not uh, we don't need to get into the political discussion, but let's remember tomorrow is January 6th. So I am going to with my dog. We're going to hide out all day and just uh, thank each other that we're alive and just let's make sure that we're not attacked. So uh, it's a a tough day. uh, (laughs) I'm going
1: to hang out with Olympic athletes like Cleet Keller who turn into felons that attack the Capitol and end up in federal prison. I mean, what a moron. Yeah, there you go. I don't care. I don't even know who he is. I just think you got to be half stupid. How do you go to the Olympics and win gold, and then you end up doing something as stupid as that?
5: I mean, honestly. Brainwash. Brainwash.
1: I mean, really, honestly. Now, uh, let me ask you this question. Uh, We've talked – we always talk about our canes. Real quick, how's Mario doing down there uh, getting the canes ready, or is he going to let the inmates run the asylum?
5: No, I think he's going to be okay, and I think his recruiting class is going to be really good too. And so I can't wait for this season because we've said this before, uh, unlike the Dolphins who are wallowing a little bit, you don't know what their plan is, uh, hiring him, spending a boatload of money, throwing dollars at facilities, it's the right answer for the Canes. And he may not bring them back to the 80s, but I was reading some of the old stuff with Mike Rumpf and and, and Melvin Bratton and, and all of the Michael Irvin Uh, Man, those teams, you and I both know, best teams money could buy, but the best team in college football, how about that that 2000 team? They decimated everybody. They beat everybody by 40, 50 points. So those days, you can't conjure them up, but maybe this is a step in the right direction.
1: All right, Mr. Haro, what a day. You were a star on television with us, star on radio with us. And we went down memory lane, and we talked about all kinds of uh, mischievous behavior. And then we did our dinner plans for Lipstick City at the Super Bowl, and uh, we talked about uh, the rest of the world dying of diseases. Uh, we got a, a yeah, well, buddy. Uh, thanks for luckily- the
0: bench.
4: Reese's
0: Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Luckily, it ain't you and me. I'm going to sleep. Talk to you next week. Bye.
5: (laughs)
1: Got the thumper going, Carver High. The massager, the gun. The, everybody's got one. All the teams, all the players, all the really? you know, soccer players, NBA players, NFL players. They all have the you know machine gun massager, the thumper, the gun. I got it all going right now. I swear to God, this thing's a game changer. You know how like when you're in agony and you got sore muscles, you can't walk, you can't run. After you know, let's say you played. You know, the turkey day game in the backyard, and you're crippled the next day and can't walk. This thing irons out all of that lactic acid and all that misery and pain, and you just keep jimmying it on your muscles. And if you do it for like 15, 20 minutes, all over your body, nonstop, break, you know, do it again the next hour, do it again a couple hours later, you won't have any pain ever. The thing is a absolute – it's better than sex. I mean, I do it now all day, every day. I charge the thing, and I just – I just constantly am working my, you know, legs, thighs, hamstrings, calves, my back, my neck, my lower back, uh, my hips. And I just, I mean, it, it enables me to like, it's almost like I never had, you know, I played for an hour and a half and I, I'd be in agony. And it's almost like I never played because I don't feel any pain. It's the greatest thing ever. It's That's unbelievable. Bumper. I'm watching, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm watching the Jazz. They're up uh, 50 to 49 on the Nuggets. Good one. Two left before the half. So we'll be able to enjoy that. Uh, Rest of the game in the uh, second hour of the show tonight. That's cool. And Notre Dame hanging on Let's over uh, North Carolina, and they're going to win it. They're up uh, nine now. I think that fell. No, North Carolina hits the three. Uh, am mm-hmm. I tripping? That was a that was a Notre Dame shot. So it's seventy six, seventy three. Uh, Notre Dame's up, but there's like five seconds left in the game. So. Notre Dame's got to close the door here and stop Ben and finish this game off, for God's sakes. So that was a late three by North Carolina. It's so a three-point game, seven seconds left. Notre Dame's got the ball. It's all on the bench. Go with us.
3: Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an Oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...